afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Light Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You should have said Frankie the bus driver. Yeah, I know, but the, my pat my more one passenger is gone now. <laughs> you dropped her off. <laughs> she had, she just jumped off the bus. She couldn't take it anymore. We have so much to get to today, so I'm just going to start right off the bat. We were just talking about the book that I talked about on Fry on a Monday called Common Sense Labs, Blood Labs Demystified by Ken Berry. Um, champion of the proper human diet, it's Dr. Ken Berry. Um, and then I, I came across this clip this morning that I want to play for you about what the, the WEF is trying to do to your diet and your body, Frank. Ready? So I'll give two examples. So one is that uh, people eat too much meat, right? And if they were to cut down on their consumption on meat, then they would, uh, it would actually really help the planet. Uh, but people are not willing to give up meat. Yeah, you know, some people will be willing to, but other people, they may be willing to, but they sort of, they have a weakness of will. They say, wow, this, this steak is just too juicy. I can't do it. I, I'm one of those, by the way. So, you know, but so here's the thought, right? So it turns out that we know a lot about, so there, we have these intolerance to, uh, so I, for example, I have milk intolerance. I'm, uh, and there, some people are intolerant to crayfish. So possibly we can use hu human engineering to make it the case that we're intolerant to certain kinds of meat. What? They want to kill us all. They really yeah. would love to kill us all. If they had no other choice in the matter, they would do it. Yep. I mean, there's no doubt about it at all. None. I, there is nothing. I have never felt better in my entire life than I do right now. Because of the meat. Yes. I, it's great. Yeah. It, it, it's. I'm, it's I'm, like, I'm thriving in my skin, my hair, my nails, my energy levels, my body, the way it functions. Like if I put a drop of something not that that's not like pure anymore in my body, I feel it immediately. It's crazy. And they want to take that away? Uh-uh. No. No. Nope. So. Yes, indeed. Um, Chris27 in the chat says that she has pulsatile tinnitus. And I know what that's like. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that, that um, I have a couple of friends that, yeah, they, they use, uh, they use sound to level that out at night, too, just so that the, the tinnitus or tinnitus. How do you say it? Is, tinnitus. I, I I've always said tinnitus, but I I know people who use tin, tinnitus. It just rolls off the tongue better. Tinnitus. Yeah, it does. You're right. But um, this is I, I've heard about this. This is different. This is pulsatile, which means that you basically hear a whooshing in your ears. What is that? Is that oh, what is that? My my mug keeps sticking to the coaster, and it's not sticky. I don't know what the hell's going on. So you're talking about like whooshing, almost like what a baby's heartbeat sounds yes. like during an ultrasound? Yes. Sometimes it's high-pitched. Sometimes it's low-pitched. Sometimes other people can hear it. It's audible to other people in some cases. What do you... Wait, wait. What? It... Yeah. It, hmm? Whatever's going on in your ears, somebody else can hear? Yeah, because that kind of tinnitus is actually... It's a it's a uh, consequence of the, the, the rapidness of blood flow through the veins in your through through the veins in your head and your neck wow. that's that was my first thing that flagged me to my iih so maybe this person chris wants to get in touch with me somehow so i can maybe walk them through some stuff because i've been there um next story wendy this is an exclusive wendy um reported this for us the other day the infant son of a J6 defendant was placed on the Quiet Skies suspected terror watch list, Frank. Yeah, I yeah, I saw this one. This this is absolutely absurd. He's got an ongoing case. AJ Fisher is the dad. He's got an um, ongoing case with the DOJ, but he's a J6 defendant. They had originally told them because this happened to her, his fiance or wife once before. They had said, book your tickets separate from him so that this way we can... You know, you don't get flagged along with him because he's considered a terrorist or whatever, or a potential domestic terrorist. So she books the tickets on her own with her infant son, and they flag her eight-week, what is it? Yeah, eight-week-old son on this on this list. This, it is, and you can't get off this thing. Like It's, they, it's North Korea. It's in, in places like North Korea is where they levy 
generational sentences for real or perceived crimes where uh, your great grandfather might have done something that the state did not like and you are still carrying out his sentence two generations later. That's the kind of stuff that you see in North Korea. It's absurd. I mean, the whole article is absolutely mind blowing. It's well done. She did such a good job with this, I have to say. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody. If you haven't read this, take the time. I mean, we've got the tickets and everything in there. There's no no doubt about it. It's all right there for you. And Sonia Labaska had written an article about this and what they were doing to people who were just in the mere vicinity of D.C. during January 6th. Not even there. Maybe they were there on business or whatever. They flagged those people, too. Right. There's a lot there. So that's that. Also, quickly, before we move on to, like, more in-depth stuff, We've got some humor today, too. I didn't want to kill everybody with all the bad news. But Chauvin is actually trying again to appeal his conviction or at least get a new trial based on the forensic, uh, the pathology report and the autopsy. And apparently the guy who did it reached out to his attorneys back in February when he found out, when he figured out what actually happened to, to George Floyd. And the attorney never told Chauvin that this was going on. Hmm. So he had the results of this autopsy that showed that that showed that clearly he wasn't killed from a chokehold or whatever right. it is they said, and they just hit it. They just hit it from from him. I mean, how do you how could a jury convict knowing that he died of a drug overdose? Well, did the what well, you're saying the jury knew or it was hidden from the jury as well? It was hidden from everybody. Even though the, the 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 guy went to the judge too, I really think if they told the jury, they would still convict them. You really? I I just don't I don't I just don't know. I, I think uh, they would find some kind of logical reasoning that even though this guy was in dire medical straits because of whatever substances he was on, whatever cocktail of substances he was on, that was probably going to take him out anyway. That the conduct of the officer was contributing to his death and they, 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 I, I don't see how he would have gotten out of that courtroom without getting shafted in some way he, he was a it Hopefully just it, somebody's like better heads prevail and as far as appeals as far as being able to appeal this and maybe go to a place where somebody can undo what's been done the, may, may, maybe that that's on the table but I think the initial trial I it, the way that the the uh, the White House, the CIA, other people were dissertating on this and giving opinions that were completely inappropriate, uh, that tampered with the that tampered with the trial right there. I mean, they, they were pretty much giving their own verdicts. So I don't I don't see how he would have gotten a fair trial one way or another. Maybe this helps him after you know a couple of years off the off the map. But I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, the man's, I mean, they're all innocent. All those cops are innocent. That was such a, Speaking of which, this next thing, something that nobody's talking about. Listen, there were two uh, proffer session recordings released, Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I don't, it was Monday after the show. We're going to play them quick because I want to dissect them for everybody. But the thing that nobody's talking about how did these leak and why and who gave them to, to, you know, this is not something when you're in the midst of a court case that is supposed to be out there in the public sphere, just floating around when a jury pool can see it beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's almost like they're trying to tank this on purpose and because they don't have a case. Um, but nothing that anybody said means anything like Jenna Ellis, particularly, who I have a serious disdain for, um, is is saying things that are secondhand hearsay and don't would never be admissible anyway, and are probably lies, um, from what I can tell. But here she is. Let's listen to her. Like, why? Why you, you're what? She, this girl blocked me on Twitter for telling her she might want to think about being a little more kind because she's a raging bitch sometimes. Sorry to say. She really is. Like, you really need to humble your... Hum, eat some humble pie, lady. Like, straight up. Mm. Anyway, here she is. Okay. And uh, at the time, 
uh, period where they were going to start to discuss what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay, and when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him, I thought that the, um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not gonna leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss, um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And that's just, a, first of all, I, I don't believe a second of that. I really not don't. In any, this, that is just as ridiculous as hearing that other nincompoop talk about Trump trying to strangle his limo driver oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. while he was driving. <laughs> yes. Now, listen, I'm just going to say this. Everybody knows it already for the most part. I am not... I'm my primary vote is different than it ever has been in years past, but that doesn't negate the truth of things about the 2020 election or otherwise. Jenna Jenna Ellis was tweeting about how he should never concede far after the date of this Christmas party, and he left office peacefully when he was supposed to. So it's all BS. This is why she would even. It's just stupid. Like it's that whole thing is just stupid to me. Like I. This is the kind of people that were trying to help him in the background. Like these are the two people. This is one of the people that was held up as this great lawyer to try. I mean, it's just stupid. And then Sidney Powell, truthfully, I have no problem with anything that she said. And it's true. So let's listen to what she had to say. There was a big shouting match in which Rudy called me every name in the book. And um, I was the worst lawyer he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, there were no circumstances under which he'd work with me on anything. He called me a bitch and I don't know what all. And that's pretty much all I remember about that one. Did I know anything about election law? No. But I understand fraud from having been a prosecutor for 10 years. What was um, President Trump's sense of what you would do as special counsel? I guess he assumed and I would have thought that I would have looked at uh, putting into effect a provision of 13848 that would have allowed the machines to be secured in four or five states. How do you choose which states that you would target? How would I have chosen that? By the ones where there were the most uh, statistical anomalies. Ms. Powell, were you ever around when someone anyone told uh, Donald Trump that he had lost the election? Oh, yeah. Who? Uh, Pat Cipollone, Eric Hirschman, Derek Lyons, all thought he'd lost. Was that in the December 18th meeting? Yes. What, what was um, President Trump's reaction when, I guess, this cadre of advisors would say you lost? It was like, uh, well, they would say that and then they'd walk out and he'd go see this is what I deal with all the time. He was specifically willing to appoint me special counsel. In fact, he looked over at Cipollone three different times and said, do I have the authority to name her special counsel? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then somebody said, well, she doesn't have a security clearance. So he looked at Cipollone and he said, do I have the authority to give her a security clearance? And Cipollone said, yes, you do. And then about the third time we went through that scenario, uh, Cipollone, I think, said, you can name her anything you want, Mr. President, and nobody's going to pay a bit of attention to it. Which is a lie. I mean, that part is a lie coming from Cipollone. But if you remember, we had Patrick Byrne on the show way early. Yeah. And everybody was telling me, oh, this isn't true. And I knew it was true. And I'm going to say this again about Patrick Byrne. Say what you want about him. He doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. He may be saying something that he believes to be true that turns out later not to be true, but he doesn't ever purposefully lie to people. He just, it's just not how he- Well, even in, even in that respect, I mean, that's happened to everybody where you, you stand on a conviction on something and you know, you, you really believe it, you, you've got it right. And then all of a sudden, oops, uh, it, it wasn't that way. But when he witnesses 
when he's he witnesses um this multiple parties berating each other or uh, uh Sidney Powell getting berated by uh Rudy or and actually being able to witness tension that kind of tension and that kind of explosive tension firsthand I mean what's uh, what is to get lost in context it was what, what, I don't know. People, people were very much up in arms saying that it wasn't true what he was saying, and it was. And he wrote a book about it. And the whole thing, he actually, if I'm not mistaken, testified in front of the J6 committee about it too. Like he, this happened. They were going to appoint her special counsel. Mark Meadows, at the end of the day, stopped the entire thing from happening. That was going to happen right before Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. So... I have no problem with anything she said. It's all true. No, she didn't know anything about election law. That doesn't mean sh there's nobody else with the balls to stand up and actually take it on. She made a ton of mistakes. Oh, my printer's going off. She made a ton of mistakes, but she was pure in what she was trying to do. She was. So I had no problem with that. <laughs> here we go, Frank. <laughs> I feel like I have things on a carousel here. Here. Hochul the other day, okay? Right now, there's a court case going on with Rumble in New York about this very thing where the... I'll just play the clip of her, and then we're going to do a parallel to the absolute waste of space rhino conservative, quote, Nikki Haley, on what she said yesterday. And it's the same coin. They're the same coin. Here. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Very important, you know? Make sure you censor that hate speech. Gee, yeah. And, and I love I love how uh I love how she, she says that New Yorkers should be able to live their life and do whatever they want, except except speak, of course, because <laughs> because now then my 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 team of social media analysts will be knocking on your door to counsel you and perhaps throw you in jail if they know who you are, which leads me to two clips from this crazy lunatic who doesn't deserve to be near any office anywhere ever, 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 ever. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithm. The first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing. The very first thing she's going to do. First thing I'm going to do us is create, why they're create, the authority, create the authority to ex expose everybody's online um, activity. Just, yeah. What they're pushing. The Iranian the bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when oh. people know their name yeah. is next to what they say. Accountability. And they Go ahead. Yeah, then you're going to get some civility where the, when the only bots left on the on the platform is the is our government's many agents. CIA agent. and. Yeah, and all of our all of our favorite <laughs> foreign intelligence agencies. Yes, that's a uh, that that's it. That's when we'll be we'll 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 be polite when we get rid of all those terrible Iranian, uh, Russian, and Chinese bots that just make all of our lives a living hell for the last 40 years that we've been using the uh, the, the internet. You know their pastor and their family members gonna see it, it's gonna help our kids and it's gonna help our country. When I get- Okay, and then there was this. And I want, they need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name. Because when what about he, Smug? Does he because he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses. But I want everybody's name. They. Need she wants everybody's name. She wants everybody on the internet's name. They can't use the internet unless they're using their real name. And of course, 
She walked it back. We all know that America's enemies use anonymous bots to spread anti-American lies and so You're chaos. You're an anonymous bot. You're an anonymous bot. Who the hell knows what you really are? You got that snow miser face, but there's something else behind you working you like a puppet. I, who the hell even knows who you are? The hell? Who the hell are you speaking for when you say something as something this outrageous? It's it's absurd. And the when the Federalist Papers were written, Frank, guess what? They didn't use their real damn names. Can you imagine what would happen to some people if they were forced to use their real name on the internet and say anything? That that's like immediate self-censorship people would lose their jobs it would be it would be ridiculous and everybody in the, the comments is saying that like something very serious here which is true her daughter uses tiktok is she using a real name or or you know how, how? yeah yeah, 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 yeah at, at what age at what age do you need yeah so so how do we protect how do we protect young kids who are using I mean, they're, they're most the internet now. Minors are, are most the internet right now. Um, how, how do we protect them? Isn't anonymity, uh, I, I, obviously people screw things up just on their own, but to force people into revealing who they are, their names, verifying who they are, then what is the, or, or, or is, is she going to suggest that, oh, you can have a screen name. But the companies need to know exactly who you are. It would be something that is like off screen or or on the record somewhere else. Hey, no matter how you how you cut this, this is a. Someone, someone said CEB 315 in the chat said, well, I want everyone who votes to prove who they are, too. Yet I'm called a racist. Voter ID is not OK. I have something funny to break this up, Frank. You ready? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Huh? I think okay. it's time that we had um, kind of a difficult conversation with you. You know how much we love you, right? Right. And I love you too. <laughs> and we only want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's becoming more and more clear to us that we can't take care of you the way that you need to be taken care of. Why are you talking like that? I'm fine. You're getting older. You get confused. You forget where you are. You fall down. You need to go someplace where they can take care of you. Where people your age go. I think it's time for you to run for U.S. Senate. No! How can you do this to me? I still have a lot of good years left. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so true. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so true. This clip blew my mind. I'd never heard this before, Frank. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the role that Woody Harrelson's father played in the assassination of JFK. I've been telling you this for... Woody Harrelson's dad? Of course. How did I miss that? Of course. He's, he, 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 he worked, uh, he did wet works for the CIA. It, you know, you know where the first time I actually saw that and then I went and I did more reading into it and kept digging and it just, it's real. Uh, the first time I ever saw that was years ago in that, um... That documentary, uh, JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick. Huh. Now, there's, there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there that is a little bit too apologetic to to communist. Like they, they gloss over the communist threat and and even more so the communist origin story. Um, but when it comes to breaking down the mechanics of JFK's assassination, the shooting gallery that that was between American uh, American uh, intelligence officials uh, hired a guns for, uh, you know, sharpshooters from Cuba. They wanted to have a Cuban element in there. Um, they also had obviously the um, the 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 help of some Italian organized crime. But, you know, like Frank Sturgis, that that whole crew. But Woody Harrelson's father, he was part of the sewer crew because um, that kill shot came from the drain, the drain pipe. Right there on uh, in, in the road. That's John, where the kill shot came from. You want to hear the man yeah. himself tell it? You know, yeah, Woody it. Harrelson's dad was involved in the in the assassination, and uh, and he confessed multiple Woody times. Woody Harrelson's dad was involved in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. They look exactly he, the same. Oh my God! Was not a shooter. He what he said his role was 
was bringing, when the shooting started on the grassy, from the grassy knoll, um, a, a crowd, big crowd of people saw the smoke coming up and they ran up to look at it to see what, you know, what was the source of it. And Secret Service men suddenly appeared on the hill and pushed them all down and said, you can't come up here. The Secret Service later said they, there were no Secret Service people on that hill. Woody Harrelson's, Charles Harrelson's function was to deliver the Secret Service badges to a group of people on the hill. What he says and what a lot of people say who were there that day um, is that they knew, they did not know it was going to be assassination, that they knew there was going to be an incident, but they never imagined it would be a murder. And a lot of those people then realized that they were part of this, you know, uh, conspiracy in the death of the president. And they kind of scattered. A lot of them were subsequently murdered themselves, including the key members, Johnny Roselli, who the day that he was, um, he was the he was the liaison between the CIA and the mafia, the three mafia chiefs. The day that he was subpoenaed by the House Assassination Committee, he disappeared. Was found a week later, chopped into small pieces in a oil drum in Biscayne Bay, in Miami. Uh, and Sam Giancana, when he was uh, subpoenaed by to testify the mob boss, the Chicago outfit boss, he was subpoenaed to testify for that committee, and he was murdered in his basement by an assassin. So there was a, there was over thirty people who were killed, who were, you know, who were witnesses or potential witnesses, and then a lot of people have confessed. Woody's dad you know, was a, a very, very charismatic guy. And I'm very close to Woody, and we've talked about this. He actually confessed for the first time while he was in a, a police shootout. So he was, he was, a, he was a professional hit man. Um, he had worked for uh, the CIA. He had been recruited out of the military, worked for the CIA, and then worked for the Carlos Marcella mob. And he died in maximum security prison um, for uh, the murder of a federal judge. But uh, you know, he was a very, very interesting character, and he confessed at one time, but then he told Woody the story, which Woody told me. And, and also, there's photographs of him at the site that day. Wow. If you go on Google and say three tramps, JFK assassination Dallas, his picture will come up. Wow. Hold on a second. Wait a second. Yes. I got to... Wait a second. Let me just, I'm going to, tell me if you hear this. No. What the, hold on, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What about this? The only way to make sure of getting him was to fusillade the car. Yeah. You hear this? Yeah. So a moment okay. later, two rifles tried to fire wait. from directly in front at exactly the same time to deceive witnesses into thinking there was only one shot. This is Charles. Wait, wait. Charles versus Harrelson. You said you'd killed President Kennedy at the, at, at the time. I said I had killed the judge. I said I had killed Kennedy. Wait, this is. I think the 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 point in the uh, in the film where the Harrelson thing pops up. Let's just listen to this for a second. Maybe this is it. Said you killed President Kennedy. The same time I said I had killed the judge. I said I had killed Kennedy. Well, do you believe Lee Harvey Oswald killed President Kennedy? We'll get back to that. Alone, without any aid from a rogue um, agency of the U.S. government, or at least a, a portion of that agency. I believe you're very naive if you do. I Harrelson's bullet hit JFK in the throat, and another gunman, hiding in a culvert, fifty yards away, up in the embankment of the overpass, I, I made the hole. I wonder if that is that Harrelson. Anyway, this is around one hour 45 minute mark of this uh it's a three and a half hour film but right around one 145 is where you get this incredible breakdown of the mechanics of the shooting gallery assassination you had like six gunmen that's crazy trained in on them all and it even goes into you want to talk about deep fakes it even goes into how the zapruder film the the one piece of footage that we had that takes the entire single shooter thing apart uh that was just by happenstance that abraham zapruder was standing there uh with his little eight millimeter camera catching it all on tape it, it, there's 
it, it shows how when you adjust the tape in real time, you can see that as a last-ditch effort, because the president was still alive, the car slows down severely right in front of this, this marker in the street where the drain pipe was so that final shot can get off and blow his head apart. Because... Wow. Because, so so the one piece of footage that we always said, if this happened today, you'd have 60,000 cameras from every That's angle. That's why they can't assassinate people anymore. Uh, well, well it, it'd be very hard. Yeah. Unless you just don't care and it just has to happen, whatever. Um, they go for character assassination a lot more now and yeah. they just try to make you go away there and maybe, you you know, you, you get found with a pillow over your head in a in, in, a, a, in uh, a cabin in in a, uh, <laughs> in a ranch somewhere in a ranch in texas yeah but to, to see that the zapruder film was even altered to make it seem like this it just it was just it kept going and it there wasn't some sort of a slowdown and there it wasn't coordinated it's just incredible um but like i said like i said this is a a pretty interesting movie afterwards it goes into the body switch myth of that um the i mean you got to go with officer tibbets i've never ever ever taken the time to investigate this one never had never have i ever like looked into it i just know obviously from the little clips i've seen on your talking and all that it, it, from the beginning i knew it was bs but i've never like thoroughly investigated jfk before yeah i'll put this in the chat room oh awesome so people can put it on their watch list for the weekend but like i said like i said it um my my biggest criticism of this, and of course, it's one person's, one team's uh, presentation of a very, very complex story from American history and world history. Uh, but there's also, so you have to take everything with a little grain of salt and, and see what shakes out and go do some extra research. But uh, they seem to really dismiss the, the communist threat and not only the communist threat, in the infiltration that is that happened in the early 20th century, a generation or so before JFK even assumed office, but um, they they even um, gloss over how communism came to be, and what what its purpose was. So there, I, I take a lot of cool things away from that, and there's other things I'm just like, all right, well now you're losing me. But I I really think you should watch it at least for the the breakdown of the uh, the assassination. Interesting, cool. Um, I titled the show today after this, Frank. We're going to get to it now. So, Teamster President Sean O'Brone, O'Brien, O'Brien, O'Brone. I don't know. Broen? I, I have no idea. Anyway, somebody will correct me in the chat and we'll have another Mandela. Um, challenged Senator Mark Wayne Mullen to a fight. I and- saw yeah, this is I just have three clips in a row to show you where we're at right now in terms of like fisticuffs and coming to violence. <laughs> Here we go. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been always will be quit the tough guy act in these senate hearings you know where to find me any place any time cowboy sir this is a time this is a place if you want to run your mouth we can be two consenting adults we can finish it here okay that's fine perfect you want to do it now i'd love to do it right now well stand your butt up then you stand your butt up Oh, hold on oh stop it is that your solution barney sanders comes in you're a senator you're a senator I gotta say, th- this was so this this was so cringe to me. <laughs> I this whole thing was. Uh, it, 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 let, let's say that he, you know, there was other ways of saying. There's a du- it's a duel. It's so apropos at this point. <laughs> yeah, but there was never going to be a situation where, in that setting, they were both going to stand up and fight each other in the center of the room. So, <laughs> so it was it was only ever going it was only ever going to be two guys puffing their chests out and just being totally cringe. He could, he could have read that in some way of like throwing it in his face and like, you know, being snarky. And then maybe afterwards, if he really wanted to deck him, he could, he could, um, you know, he can, he can pick a fight outside where it's actually possible. But the fact that it was impossible for this to happen (laughs) is so cringe. Look at the, the poor woman. 
camper behind him. Here we go. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Yeah, but so yeah, oh, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. <laughs> if we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. No. Said. You'll have your oh. time. Okay. You'll can have your time. No, you can't. Nobody is going to be fighting in this chamber. This is people, a hearing. The people want us to do the people's work. And you brutes, you're acting like brutes. And then, that's not the only thing. There's, I have two more examples of this. Also yesterday. The former speaker told me that he's been training, doing a little boxing. <laughs> and if he was to hit you, you would go down and you'd go down hard. Your reaction. Well, I, I would just encourage your, your viewers to look at uh, the NPR, the lady from NPR, Claudia, look at her, her Twitter account. She had a pretty accurate view of it and, um, and disclosed exactly what happened. Um, you know, I, I, haven't put, I haven't put it on the internet or anything. I haven't um, called the press or any of that. So um, it's just, unfortunately, this is just indicative of, of really, I mean, it shows America what the reason the eight of us uh, chose to depose Kevin McCarthy. And so you think he elbowed you because you basically went for the crown? I don't know. I, I, I don't know why he did it. Um, I'm, I'm afraid it's just a, a sad asterisk on his, the end of his career I mean, as, it, as he spirals out of control. That's what I think. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I, I would of, be totally I'm, fine with some actual fistfights. <laughs> it it, it's just what, what transpired between the, uh, the senator and the other guy. I, it, it, knowing that that would have never resulted in an actual fight, it just seemed just like a lot of uh, you know, chest-thumping cringe. But I would lo actually love to see there being s secondary locations where these fights can go physical. I would love to see that. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I need to play this. What is it? Celebrity Deathmatch? No. What are you looking for? I'm playing it. What's going on right now? It's a, it's the dual music. I pulled it up on my phone. <laughs> oh, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. You damn can't thing. hear this? No, no, I can't hear anything. I'm playing it into my microphone for goodness sakes. You did this the other day and for some reason it does not come through. Let's finish this clip. One of eight. Out of 435, uh, the first thing he said was, well, I was just brushing him out of the way. The next thing he said was, I didn't see him. The, the next thing he said was, I was going to call him. And then the, uh, the fourth or the fifth explanation he gave was um, that, that he wasn't, that it didn't happen. I mean, you know, so you're going to have to take your pick. All right, well, which, listen, which I don't know who to believe. There's no video. Well, We're going to have to FOIA the surveillance. You're calling him a liar. He's saying you're a wimp. And I don't know. This is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I know. I know. This is, where we're, this is where we're at now. Seriously. Like, oh, my gosh. And then. And it's not it's not even Republicans versus Democrats uh, in, in all cases. It's just now. Now it's just uh, it can be civil war within the parties, too. And it, it's just wow. Everybody's just fried. There's this one is, more. There's one more. It didn't come to fisticuffs. Oh, yes. This happened also. Comer, listen. You retweeted that story. Completely false. I've never loaned my brother one penny. My father, who was a dentist, had some farmland. He died, and my brother couldn't afford. He wanted to sell it, but he wanted to keep it in the family, so I bought it from my brother. That story that you tweeted also said I had a shell company. That is bullshit. Reclaim, reclaiming my time. No, I'm re not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to, you look like a smurf here <laughs> just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen. M Mr. Chairman, you no, have. No, I'm tell you no, no, something. hold on. If we're, you if we're not on time, we you disinformation. You, you, you have. It's over. <laughs> you look like a smurf. Well, once you get called a smurf, then, then, then everything you say afterwards is just going to sound like a smurf is saying it. 
wait a second, I'm not a Smurf. He, that's what he said. He said, wait, wait, I object. I am, I'm not a Smurf. back duly bring it back <laughs> aren't there places is there any place in the country right now where uh, a duel is is still legal i feel like there was a, a story in the last five or six years where there was there's like something well, let me let me do some searching you do whatever you have to do next i'm gonna move to this hearing it wasn't a hearing it was like a panel i just want to clarify a couple things for everybody marjorie taylor green had a panel that was not an official hearing where she brought in people to talk about the vaccine okay Teresa long roasted mtg on twitter or x about this they even misranked her on the flyer and she just refused to go um they wouldn't pay for travel which they never do for good reason um that is understandable that they don't pay for your travel however ron johnson was there and if there is anybody anywhere in a position of to represent us this man has done more for the vaccine injured and the vaccinated than and and the the travesty that is these than anyone else from the beginning of the COVID pandemic. He has been on top of this, but he shared this at the hearing. I do have a panel a chart that I've, that's been censored a number of times. I don't know they can get it up behind me. Um, th this is CDC and FDA's own numbers, and yet you know th through the, all the social media censorship directed by unconstitutionally directed by uh, the Biden administration, uh, people just don't want to see this, but th these are the, these are the true numbers. The, the first five drugs that are uh, listed here, this is over 28 years of reporting on the VAER system and the FAIR system, the FDA adverse event reporting system. Uh, you can see ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are, are pretty safe drugs, as, as is dexamethasone. Um, the, the two drugs below, this is since the COVID uh, pandemic, remdesivir and the COVID vaccines. Now, I don't know how anybody can take a look at our response to COVID and, and not claim it was anything but a miserable failure. Where 4% of the world's population, we experienced supposedly 16% of the deaths. Uh, the VAERS system on the COVID vaccines alone, 1.6 million adverse events. It... it, it and there was just a study that came out, by the way, um, we're going to be covering about th that that was done on VAERS outside this country. But people are asking in the chat about long. So I'm just going to find it real quick for everybody. Um, I, I was there's a I saw a lot of um, especially in in the quite frankly gilded. There's a bunch of people that are watching that and kind of doing the uh, the highlights. This time was going on. And uh, I mean, it's not. What what is this? Is this to uh, laying some kind of a prerequisite for some sort of a subpoena or an investigation, or is it just you know what, doing just, just doing due diligence and just trying to make things as public as possible? I, I don't know what her end goal is. I really don't. Um, here she is. He, she says this. I never agreed to this, and I will not be there. I agreed I would testify before Congress about vax injured service members. While politicians are putting on shows and collecting donations to, quote, fight for us service members, Americans are suffering and dying from this abomination called the COVID shot. Amazing how politicians collect endless streams of donations but won't cover the travel expenses of witnesses. What is that money used for if it's not to bring testimony and evidence forward? Four, if you're a grifter or made money off of Pfizer, hold big pharma stocks, financial interests in these bioweapons, or made money off the risks of others. Um... I want and will have nothing to do with you. By the way, I am a lieutenant colonel, not a colonel. That is like the biggest insult ever, by the way. I can imagine. On the flyer. I, I have no I have no rank. But if I did, I would want it to be uh correct. Want it to be correct. You do have a rank, Frank. That what rhymes. is it? Bus driver. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> I have been made chief bus driver. Chief bus driver. Um, in good news, in good news before we'll, we'll go to the, the stupid youngsters in our country in a second, but in good news, 
Rep, Rep Thomas Massey just got a amendment to end gain of function research funding for every country, not just the few that were included before. And it passed. So we will not be funding gain of research anywhere if this is legit, which I have no doubt to think it is. In any in any it's discernible on the books way. Correct. The CIA will just use a covert program to do it. Yeah. But we won't so, be so many trillions of dollars just floating around out there. Uh it just it's Yeah. It's one way or another. Yeah. So um Happy Veterans Day. This is from last week, but it it this here we go. Saturday was Veterans Day. Always important to honor those that served our country and remember their sacrifices. But when Johnny went to Quiz Americans, we found out not everybody remembers. Huge holiday this weekend. What is it? Thanksgiving. Breast Cancer Day. Veterans Day? Kwanzaa? Valentine's Day? Somebody called no. the city. Valentine. That bothers me so much. When that, people say Valentine's Day. That had to be a joke. No, no. Quan and well, Kwanzaa wasn't a joke either? No, none of this is a joke. Here. Situation room. Because things are about to get hot. Who did America fight in the Revolutionary War? In the Revolutionary War? Boy. She's wearing an American flag sweatshirt. <laughs> oh it was on, no it was on sale at Target. The Irish. The Irish. Great Britain. The French. No! Why did they call it the Revolutionary War? Make a new country. It's kind of a revolutionary idea. Um, oh my God, how do you say that? Not the British. What do you say? You know the, you know the thing. Who won the Civil War? The Patriots? Not the Patriots. Oh. You sure about the Patriots? I'm blinking. Hell, I know something about that. The South. The North did. Canada. <laughs> Do you want a hint? Yeah, give me a hint. Aliens. <laughs> Why did they call it the Civil War? It was a um, a local war, I guess. You can only see it on the local channels. Like hopefully this. No, you're on national news. Hey, Allie. Yeah, I Who think some the of them just gave up. Uh, old War. The French. The good guys won. I, I, know, I know that. Everybody thought I was a good guy, except I can't sing worth a damn. Russia. Russia. If Russia won, we wouldn't be here right now. We did. China. Uh, what are you talking about? China. Why'd they call it the Cold War? You gotta think about the date. <laughs> We're on December-ish. Cold. There was a ceasefire. <laughs> a ceasefire in the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was just really one bad winter in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> a ceasefire if no shots were fired. Oh, they never actually like fought. Oh, because it was chilly. It was chilly. Yeah. Tell me about the Korean War. Yo, I'm kind of high right now. I'm sorry. Oh my what? god. <laughs> yep. She just took her soma. Don't bother me with this. I just took my soma. Oh my gosh. I can't even. We're just gonna end. I can't. Just What's the up. Korean War? <laughs> okay, that's when we fought the Koreans. Oh! Okay, I know that one. This man is a genius. A genius! Who bombed Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor. Oh, the Chinese. The Vietnamese. Japan? The States? That would not be my first choice. about Joe Biden? You think he's going to bring us to war? Aren't we already kind of in one? Joe's president. So I have to just assume that he knows. You know what happens when you assume? Yeah. <laughs> That's above my pay grade. Stop what's it. The, what's the, what's the this phrase? When you assume, you make an ass of you and me? Yeah, U-M-E. U-M-E. A-S-S-U-M-E. <laughs> no? Well... Yeah. You can only hope. You can only hope that this is just 
the worst of the interviews of the day, but I have to imagine that this is indicative of a, a much larger lapse in awareness. Tim Peck says Mississippi bombed, bombed Pearl Harbor. It was Mississippi's fault. How do you spell Mississippi, Frank? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Or as my grandfather would say, am I crooked letter, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter. What was the humpback, humpback, I? One thing I did before we end when I was a kid. Did you ever see, uh, I see, said the blind man, said somebody? Everybody, Everybody says that I see, said the blind man, like when they're surprised about something. You've never heard that before? No. Oh. I made up a whole, me and my friend, we made up a whole long damn freaking thing for that. And we said it to each other all the time, but I won't do it today. You've been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frank the Bus Driver and... Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn. Tune Stitcher, that's out of business. You can't listen there. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. on Getter, Rumble, and on X. Frank, next week yeah. we're off. You know that, right? I have the whole... We are off all week. No shows. No shows. Oh, you're traveling. Aren't you going to like be in my neck of the woods? I am. Yes. Well, let's see if the fates... Uh, well, let's see if the fates allow us to do a, a, a something in person or whatever. But either way, it's going to be Thanksgiving week. And as long as you have a good time with your family and everybody is well and in good spirits, that's all that really matters. Yes. So that's what's going to happen next week. But we'll see you on Friday. Aurora, say later. Yeah. <laughs>